Hello and welcome to the Everything's Black Mike podcast. We're here to talk about Eddie Howe's Friday morning media briefing. I'm Newcastle United editor Aaron Stokes and we've got plenty to talk about as Newcastle United start to digest that 0-0 draw to San Siro on Tuesday evening and they look ahead to Sunday's game away to Sheffield United. Um, lots to talk about Eddie Howe this morning, lots of questions about how he found his side playing out in Milan. Obviously a fantastic few days for the supporters that were watching either out there or back at home. Um, and he also spoke a little bit about his injuries, his midfield, and also what he's expecting from their return to Premier League football. But there's only one place to start, and that is, of course, talking about Newcastle United's trip to Italy, their first Champions League game in over 20 years. There was plenty of anticipation and expectation going into it. Um, and I think that, you know, now the dust is, is properly settled, I think, you know, we'll all agree that it's, it is a fantastic result to come away from uh, the San Siro with a point, especially given they weren't at their best. Um, and it could be an absolutely crucial point by the time these six group games are over. And I will start with Eddie Howe's reaction um, to that result. He sort of agreed with what I just said. He said, great result. I felt that after the game. And I still feel that now. It's not underestimated by us internally just how good that result was. It's a tough place to go. The Champions League semi-finalists last year and it was a hostile atmosphere. We showed great mentality, a resolute display it's great to get a clean sheet. Now, that was, you know, hitting the nail on the head there. I think, you know, the defence really, really um, proved their worth on, on Tuesday night. I thought Kieran Trippier was absolutely fantastic. Um, one of his best performances in a black and white shirt. I think Nick Pope um, made some fantastic saves. You know, some of them were quite easy. Some of them were just half chances that Milan had. But whatever he dealt with, he dealt with well. And I thought he was very, very commanded of his area, which is something that we maybe haven't seen in the last couple of games. I thought he was, you know, confident, composed. And any of the doubters that were starting to maybe question whether he was the, the Pope of old after his performances at um, Liverpool and, and Brighton, I think we've just been silenced a little bit on that. Um, but yeah, as I said, Kieran should be a fantastic Sven Botman, another who had a really, really good game. Um and I think just going, you know, further up the pitch, you know, we'll get onto the the midfield and the questions that are maybe lingering over that in a moment. Um, but just on the actual occasion, you know, for those fans, the four thousand or so that packed into San Siro, it was an absolutely fantastic experience for them, and um, one that they'll never forget. And you know, I think it's just completely just raised the the excitement levels ahead of Dortmund, ahead of Paris. I think those two trips are going to be absolutely fantastic. And now fans have had a taste of what it's like spending a few days abroad um, following Newcastle. I think, you know, they're just absolutely itching for those two games in November. Now, one person who was clearly itching to get going was a man that none of us really thought would start in the Champions League. We did not think he'd be getting the nod um, at the San Siro on Tuesday. And that is young Jacob Murphy now. Everybody talks about, you know, Sean Longstaff and his story and Dan Byrne and his story, but Jacob Murphy, you know, his probably topped them all. He's a he's a boyhood Newcastle United fan, didn't actually play for the club until he was 22. Then he got shipped out on loan. He couldn't make a, an impact and everyone thought, you know, he was just going to fall by the wayside. He's been a, a really, really strong performer under Eddie Howe. He's been one of the success stories of the Newcastle United manager. And I think by now we've all seen that clip of him on social media where he was sort of looking up at the San Siro stand. He couldn't really believe what he was saying. He couldn't really hide the the emotion on his face as he was sort of laughing and chuckling and, and jumping around on the um during the pre-match handshakes. And and Eddie Howe was asked about that this morning. He said Jacob was absolutely magnificent last year. Very reliable. You know what you're getting with him. 
he did a really good job for the team. I've seen the video. I got it sent to me. I don't know if he's overwhelmed. He's just taken it all in, rightly so, for a lot of our players. I think Jacob was just saying on that moment. Now, if you haven't seen the video, simply just type his name on Twitter or, or Facebook and you will see it. But I think what I found quite striking was you had Jacob Murphy here smiling and grinning from here to here like a big Cheshire cat that he was finally playing in the Champions League, hearing the iconic music. And then you had Sean Longstaff about two players down the line from him and he looked like he was absolutely bricking it. There was no smile, there was no sort of emotion on his face. He was just looking straight ahead thinking, oh my God, like where am I? What am I doing? Um, but I'm sure he was very, very emotional on the night as well. And the man that was emotional and he told us as much at uh, Monday's press conference was Sandro Tonali. Um, I don't think many will disagree with me here when I say that he was probably below the level we expected to see from him Tuesday. Maybe it was the fact that the occasion just got the better of him. Maybe he just had a little off night. We know he's been nursing a bit of a thigh injury after the international break. Um, but I think Tonali maybe just wasn't at his level. But anyhow, seemed pleased with him. He put it's worth remembering that he's still a young player. I was so pleased for him after the reaction he got from Milan fans. That's just a mark of how he conducted himself in Milan, how good he is and how much he gave for the club. It's a great thing for him and it's a great thing for us. It would be a different it will have been a difficult night for him and he handled himself very, very well. Now we spoke to Sandro Tonali in the San Siro on Monday evening at that severely delayed press conference where Eddie Howe and Tonali had to race straight from the airport to the Milan Stadium while all the other players went straight to the hotel and Tonali was really, really open about it, the sort of details surrounding his Milan exit. He said he got to Newcastle United and he was lost. He said we spoke of how difficult it is learning about a new culture, moving to the biggest league in the world. He's obviously having to learn English after after training every day while at Newcastle. Um, and I don't know, maybe the maybe the occasion just got the better of him. I think you know Eddie Howe touched on this morning. He said that tonight he'll probably be pleased that the game's out the way and he can now just focus and get focus on getting back to the level that we were hoping to see from him. Just on that midfield, then. Um, you know, Eddie Howe spoke this morning. Joe Linton still out. Hopefully he'll be back for the international break. Joe Willock won't be back for the international break. Those are the only two fresh injuries that Eddie Howe spoke of this morning. But that still leaves questions as to who plays in the midfield because do you stick with Tonali, Bruno and Longstaff, which we saw at the San Siro? And, you know, for many, I think would be the go-to three based on the current option. Do you throw Elliot Anderson back in there? Do you do what Eddie Howe did at Chelsea in the last day of the season? Do you stick Anthony Gordon in there? He's already played on the left. He's already played on the right. We saw him playing for England up front in the summer. Why not give him a go as a number eight? That's another option. But just trying to predict this team for, for Sunday is tricky because they haven't had much preparation time. They haven't had much recovery time. They flew straight back from Milan the night after the game. Um, they've trained very, very minimally uh, since that. Eddie Howe was asked about the, the preparation this morning. He said that he doesn't think they'll train properly between now and Sunday's game with Sheffield United. Who do you want to see in the midfield? Who does Howe go for? Does he stick with the, the trio that he used in the San Siro? I think if you're a better man, that's probably the three that you go for. But you know with Eddie Howe, he likes to spring a surprise at times, um, as he did with Jake Murphy on Tuesday night. And maybe that is what we'll see on Sunday, there was also talk about, uh, let's just have a look through here, there was also talk about Sheffield United, um, who have had a, a little bit of a, an up and down start the season. They went very close to taking points off Manchester City at home before losing 2-1. They went 
even closer to getting a, a historic win at uh, Tottenham before Tottenham scored two late goals last weekend. They're scoring goals against the big teams, but then they also got knocked out of the AFL second round by Lincoln. They also struggled to beat what's been a very poor Everton side at home, but they are scoring goals. They're currently 17th in the Premier League. They've yet to win. They've only drawn one game. They've lost four, scored five, lost nine. But anyhow, you know, under no illusions about how tricky this game will be um, and how, you know, they can definitely spring a surprise. He said about Sheffield United, he said, difficult game. It's a very tough place to go. They're a good direct team who will ask us questions physically. They've got lots of areas in their team that can hurt us. And Newcastle United, Sunday's game is an interesting one because it's the difference between a very, very good week and an average week because that win over Brentford was much needed and it was good. But let's not let's not kid ourselves. It was an ugly win. It wasn't flattering. And Newcastle United weren't at their best. Then you went to the San Siro and got a good result on paper, picked up a good point, which could you know do you a lot of favours further down the line. But again, it wasn't a vintage performance. Newcastle United struggled in front of goal. So now it all hinges on what happens Sunday. If they go there and they absolutely blow Sheffield United out of the water, you said water, you suddenly think, right, okay. Two wins in a draw in a massive week. Point at the San Siro. You know, Newcastle United are back on track. If they lose to Sheffield United, who could pick up their first win of the season on Sunday, all of a sudden you're thinking, right, well, they, they won one game in the Premier League. They didn't play very well. They didn't really have much attack and nous about them at the San Siro, which can be forgiven. Massive game, you know, a new experience for them. But then they also go and lose to, you know, one of the poorest performing teams in the Premier League this weekend, who are five places below them then we're maybe looking at it a bit different. Then the pressure builds ahead of Manchester City. Then you're looking at, you know, the trip, uh, sorry, the visit of Burnley next weekend. Then you've got five days before PSG and all of a sudden the pressure starts to build a little bit. And I don't know, you know, I spoke about this on the podcast that we did when we were in Italy. I don't think that Eddie Howe is under pressure. I think he's got a lot of credit in the bank with the owners, especially the minority owners in Stavely and Gaddusi. But... We know that this isn't the Newcastle United of old. We know that this isn't the Newcastle United that we saw last season or anywhere near it. And they need to get back to those levels quickly and Eddie Howe so, doesn't, so he doesn't become sort of a victim of his own success. Um, so very, very interesting sort of, even though we're only five or six games in the season, that this sort of game against Sheffield United, which would usually be maybe be a little bit of not dead rubber, but not as important. I think it's a massive, massive game Sunday. And I think Eddie Howe knows the importance of it. He was asked by one reporter, whether, um, you know, playing in Europe and playing this massive game, then suddenly going back to a Premier League game, which maybe doesn't have the same significance, you know, how will his players reflect to that? But he sort of says that even if we didn't have a European game this week, this upcoming game would still be difficult. We'd have to deal with these things going forward. It's going to be a massive learning curve playing in Europe um, at least six times between now and Christmas and then having to you know, navigate that with Premier League games sandwiched at the other end. Um, the weekend before and the weekend after. Eddie Howe was actually asked about his rotation policy this morning at the Friday's press conference and said, we're going to have to rotate the squad. We don't want to make course changes in any one game. I don't think that will do our rhythm any good, but we will be making tweaks as we go along, which goes back to my point earlier. Does he make changes in that midfield? Does he give Tino Livermento and Lewis Hall a run out? He was asked about those two uh, this morning, the duo that we're still yet to see. We've seen Livermento very briefly against Manchester City when they were losing 1-0. But other than that, 70 million players on two players that we're yet to see so far this season. Does he give them them a go at full-back? Does he make a, you know what would be a surprise change at centre-back? 
Does he start Callum Wilson? Does he give Isaac a rest? Barnes or Gordon on the left, Murphy or Miggy on the right? There's loads of questions, and I don't think there'll be many people guessing the predicted 11 right this Sunday. So, yeah, big game. Uh, Eddie Howe, though, seems confident that the preparation won't have been affected by the um, the trip to and from Milan. As I said, the players flew back on Tuesday evening straight after the game. Hopefully, they'll have had enough of time to recover. But very, very interesting to see how they start to navigate these, these hectic schedule changes now that they're playing at Europe's top table. But we'll find out soon. We'll have, someday we'll have plenty of podcasts for you between now and then. We'll also have the post-match podcast straight after the game at Bramall Lane. We'll have the Monday show with myself and Andrew. Um, but until then, stay safe. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the game. Thanks very much for listening.